Well, hey, folks, and welcome to the Dollar and a Different Show. My name's Josh, and we here at Social Change Nation are a nation of do-gooders and world-benders who are crazy enough to believe that we can change the world with for-profit, for-purpose, social impact businesses. So listen in as we get to the bottom of how you can make a dollar and a difference as a social entrepreneur. All right. Well, I love that song and I love that it's our intro. So again, my name's Josh and you're tuning in to The Dollar and a Difference Show. It's here that we talk all about this idea of social entrepreneurship and social impact business. And every day we're going to unpack a new topic. Every week, I should say. I'll do this as a weekly show. This is is part of a mini-series that we're doing, by the way. This is a part of a number of seasons that we've done. We started as an interview show. And now we're breaking into this mini-series where I just thought that it was important to take a step back and unpack some of the fundamentals, the building blocks, the basic pieces of what it means to build a social impact business. And so that's what this mini-series is, is going to be about. So let's go ahead and just jump right in with today's episode as part of our mini-series on social impact businesses. All right. Well, hey, Change Nation, and welcome to the Dollar and a Difference show. I am here today doing one of the things that I love most to do. And it's when I get on my podcast and I go live with several of you out in our Social Change Nation community, and I actually have a live conversation with you where we try to work through the number one challenge that you're facing in your social impact business right now. Again, this is is just where my heart's at here. I mean, this is why I started Social Change Nation, was to be able to connect and link up and and build community around this idea of social entrepreneurship. It's an idea that I really believe is fundamentally transforming the way that business is done for good forever. And and that's why I love chatting with all of you and helping address some of the challenges you face out there. So we're here today and and we have two individuals from the Social Change Nation community on the call. And I love that because that's going to allow us to really dig in deep and a lot of time to, to work through their challenges. And I'm sure that some of what they're facing in their social impact businesses run along the lines of challenges and problems and issues that you're facing in your own social impact business. So that's why we do this, right, is, is to help you, you know, and to share some struggles in this community. And hey, maybe if you're out there and you're tuning in and you have some advice or some thoughts or a great connection for somebody that's live on the call today, you know, that's another great thing. So, you know, email me if that happens and let me know and I'll put you in touch with them. In case you don't know, my email is real simple. It's just josh at socialchangenation.com. Josh at socialchangenation.com. And I, I'll put that in the show notes. I usually do that. So, you, you know, if you're driving right now, don't try to write that down. It'll be there in the show notes for you. But anyway, let's go ahead and, and I just want to jump right in today because I'm really excited for our, our two guests here. Uh, one of them I've known for quite some time. Um, the other one is new. And so I'm excited to, you know, learn and dig in deep with both of these ventures. So let's start with, with the guy I know. So Robin, I'm going to go ahead and unmute you here. Um, actually, I think you may need to unmute yourself, Robin. So why don't you go ahead and try that. It'd just be the microphone up at the top of your screen. Um, just go ahead and hit that and unmute, and then we'll have you on live. There you go. Robin, how you doing? Doing well. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm pretty fantastic. <laughs> just excited to be here with you all. 
So let's uh, let's go ahead and I'm going to let you just take the floor here for a few seconds, Robin. And in a nutshell, talk to me about your social venture and what it's all about. So I am the program's director and one of the founders of Actuality Media. It's a documentary study abroad organization. We take students, emerging filmmakers, and people of more and more different backgrounds to developing communities around the world to create short documentary films about change makers. So social enterprise, cooperatives, nonprofits, uh, any groups or individuals working to solve social or environmental issues in their community in innovative, sustainable ways. And we we work on storytelling with our groups of our, our film crews and create 10 minute or less documentary films kind of highlighting some of the work of what those change makers do. Awesome. Yeah, I love it. And, and you and I have known each other for, for quite some time. And uh, I, I love what you do because I think storytelling is, I mean, it's such a central part for any entrepreneur, but especially for social entrepreneurs, being able to tell the story of our why and our cause and who we're helping with our business. I mean, that, that's just even more vital for us. So, so I love that. So, okay. So Robin, I know, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I think it's really a big thing. Yeah. For social enterprise, but more and more for everybody, because the more the internet grows, the harder it is to hold people's attention. And if you want to get yourself out there, if you are your own brand, if you're just trying to connect with people or get them to pay attention, you have to get better at storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. So let's just go ahead and dive right in now, Robin. I, I really loved your, your intro and appreciate that. And I'll definitely, I'll share a link too to your website in the show notes. So if anyone wants to check out more about Robin's work, that'll be there in the show notes for you on the podcast. But now, you know, the main reason we're here today, Robin, is we want to look at a challenge you face in your social impact business and see, you know, what I can do to help. But also this is a community here. So, you know, I'll give my two cents, but, but everyone tuning in, feel free to chime in and, uh, you know, we'll have, we'll post this and you can have comments or you can just email me, whatever. But, you know, this is a, a group effort here, but Robin, why don't you take us away and talk to me about, you know, the biggest challenge that you're facing right now that we can help you work through. Sure. So, I mean, with a little bit of background of we started in 2011, so we've been doing this for many years now. We know on our projects that we run, both we recruit people on our own. We work with universities, so we do plenty of different projects. And we know from the films that we've made, which go to festivals, win awards, that kind of thing, and from the organizations we work with, both the students, the filmmakers that come back to us years down the road and say how great it was, or the organizations who are happy to have that media to help share and help promote themselves. Like we know all of that is doing well, but we need to grow. And we know from, you know, talking with all of our crew that most of them are film students. Uh, I came from a journalism background, but our other co-founder came from filmmaking. And so it tapped us into all of the professors, the filmmaking across the United States, and we've grown that to the world. But then we know that everyone needs more storytelling and we're trying to cross that boundary to get to people of all manner of different backgrounds because like i was saying before everyone needs to be a better storyteller and just getting 
like I'm sure just from my introduction that plenty of people still didn't quite understand what we do because it's we kind of took study abroad and carved a new end to that of making service learning on that by creating films like the explanation just keeps compounding on itself so it's hard to get people to understand exactly what we do and what they'll be doing with us when they travel and that's kind of becoming our barrier of reaching new groups, new people that might come with us and make films that aren't just film students going like, oh yeah, there's a study abroad tailored just for me. So biggest obstacle, just informing people better about what we do and why they should take part. Okay. Got it. Perfect. So I have a few questions for you just to help me better understand, uh, you know, what's happening there. So when you, when you talk about, you know, this struggle with, with, and I love what you said, you know, the, the internet, especially, I mean, it's, it's a crowded world out there. People's attention spans are super short, like three seconds online a lot of times. So you got to catch them quick. So what have you, you know, walk me through in a nutshell, what you all have done so far to make your message succinct and something that will hook people right away. Uh, well, our motto, make movies, change the world, try and get that at least that point across really easy. Um, and then we try, the more the years have gone by, we can at least for the film students, let our films speak for themselves. People see the films and say, wow, that's awesome. I want to go do something like that. That works probably best for us rather than trying to expound on how it works, what we do on a four-week program and all of those things. But I, we've gone out to many different universities to meet with students, meet with professors, go to lots of conferences to also, again, meet with professors because that's kind of our gateway into the students that we reach out to. But they are all really segmented. There's no one conference where you meet all of the professors of all the different potentially even media-related subjects and professors it's so spread out that hopping from one to the other like you know think of a university for academics one school of media one school of business to reach from one to the other for us is kind of like starting back at ground zero on building a relationship reaching out and getting in touch with people and we're trying especially with all the background we have now of showing the success we've had to find a better way to actually reach all of them Okay. And when you say all of them, so it sounds like your target market is going to be students um, wanting to do study abroad and service related trips. Am I right? Yes. And to people of all backgrounds, the more we call it faculty led field studies for when we have a professor who says, hey, I want to go here to this place. Can you help me set it up? And that's why I was in, say, Indonesia for a month earlier this year. I was with a group from Old Dominion University, first trip out, and the professor had not taken people out before. So I helped put it together. We also found our change makers because we will adapt our program for different schools, different groups, but it's always going to be about making films of, or media about change makers. And with those university groups, though, they invite people of all backgrounds. And it's great to get to see someone who's like a chemistry major come in and have great input as a director, or we've had many different business students come in from different schools. And honestly, they make great producers. I've seen a biologist, like recently graduated, actually now a biologist come in and was an editor for us. And when we showed her how it worked, she's like, oh, so you splice this video clip to this video clip, and then it flows together. And she just ran with it. Like we've seen people of all different backgrounds, studies come in and work really well but it's kind of one-offs when that happened and we're trying to bridge that gap so more people realize they can come and take part too okay got it so your 
even though you're you know you, you're open to all it sounds like because you keep coming back to these college service trips and professors it sounds like that's been uh your main market so far am i right on that yes okay okay Got and it. specifically film school students within film, that film school students okay but you oh i see but you want to expand it within that niche within that niche of colleges and universities kind of a renewed focus on on expanding it outside of film schools correct okay got it cool so i think that answers there was one more question i had out there so let me just kind of sum that up so then finding a way to communicate that message more effectively into more people that are in um, a lot of different areas within a university involved with service trips in different ways and taking it beyond this idea of you know not only is it about film but it's about serving others and telling that story did i sum that up yeah okay Cool. Yes. So I have a few thoughts. And then, you know, as always with the caveat on here, we have just about 15 minutes or so each call. So, you know, I'll give you some kind of guidance. And then also I want to open this up to the community so we can we can get some suggestions and thoughts from them. So let me go ahead and, and jump. Well, oh, I did have one other question that I forgot. So in terms of, you know, when you interact with these professors and students, to what extent have you, you know, after someone does a trip, or even before, when you're interacting with somebody who wants to do a trip, to what extent do you capture, uh, you know, give them surveys or capture their feedback, both before and after, in terms of, you know, what they're expecting before the trip and what they got after? Uh, I always have, I mean, one of our earliest things when we start talking to them before we even have a proposal done is a talk about what they would expect and what they're hoping to get out of it. So we can help build it around them. Mm -hmm. uh, but we, I've... So far, I've led all of our faculty-led field studies or been our main um, staff member out there. Sometimes we have more, depends on the size of the group. But I will always sit down at the end with the professor. You know, maybe there's a day left before they go home, but after all of production has wrapped, so there's no more filming and no more big part of the project like that, and do a run-through with them to see what they thought and what could differ. And, you know, because we're also looking at, do you want to do this again? And and what when should we do that and how can we fix it to be better next time because okay. we always want to improve it got it but in terms of the transformation that people experience in other words you talked to this person before and you talked to them after and this is how it transformed their life to what extent have you oh, oh sorry i thought like you meant the i thought you meant the professors no that's not um problem. we do we do an a, a survey afterwards to have them fill it out for um to have them fill out you know, just feedback on all levels of the program. Okay. And I mean, I could bring up some quotes, but there's many different ones on our website of just like, this is um, this, of the ways it has affected them or how they'll remember it forever. Or I, there's a, there's some that we can't put online because they have a few expletives in them of like, it was that like awesome or you know, that kind of thing, but <laughs> got it. Um, what would you say is any the, manner of this? What would you say is the number one most common theme across all those responses you've gotten? Um, common, I don't know. One of the well, oh, several of them will always at least link back to the idea that it was hard. It was really hard, but it was worth it. Hard but worth it. Okay, perfect. Cool. So, okay. So that gives me, gives me what I need to go on. So there, there was a method to my madness in asking you that question. <laughs> and so let's just go ahead and start right there. 
one of the first things that that I would definitely recommend you do, Rob, and, and I think you've I think you've you've done a very good job at this, is you know communicating with your audience. And uh, but what I what I'd like you to go a step further on when I asked you about that transformation before and after, you know, you had you had a pretty good answer for me, and I like that hard but worth it. But what I'd like to have you do is to really dig in deep. The good news is you already have those responses, but dig in deep to those responses. You know, wherever you have written them written down or recorded, and I want you to go back, even if you think you've already done this, I want you to go back through and I want you to listen to them. And what I what I want you to then do is, you know, one way or another, get them into a written form. And then kind of filter through those responses. And I want you to pull out, you know, and try to make yourself do this no matter how long it is. Try to pull out, you know, say three to five major bullets that are major themes that directly hit this issue of, you know, how this trip transformed my life before and after. Because that's what hooks people in is this idea of, you know, what's that transformation that I'm going to get out of this? Or what is that that challenge that you're going to help me solve? Uh, so that in a nutshell, I mean, there's a lot of specifics in terms of how you could do that. But bottom line is I want you to get that feedback, that before and after feedback from them and translate that uh, into into your website, into the way that you communicate with them, into your marketing materials, that kind of thing. So that's that's step one. In other words, you know, learning those language patterns very well so they're second nature to you, and then you're just communicating them back on your website and your emails you send and any marketing you send out, that kind of thing, um, you know, so that people are instantly connecting with that. Because ultimately in your target audience, you want to run into a student who longs for the transformation that you provide, <laughs> but you need to communicate to them very quickly that you provide that transformation and, and, and link them in. So that's step one. But step two, and I think really the, 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 the well, I don't want to say the bigger thing, but the big thing in terms of marketing is that your, your gatekeepers or your gateway are those professors and, um, you know, those individuals at a college that might lead these trips. So in terms of expanding beyond film school, there, there are a few ways that, that I think you would want to do that. Uh, and basically, it would boil down to finding different communities that you could share your story with. Uh, for example, in, at my college, we had a community service office. And I don't know, if, we didn't even have film majors at my school, but I know that everybody that was linked up with that, that community service office, or about 30% of our students would volunteer through that. No, actually, it was more like 70 would volunteer through that office at some point in their time there. So all of those students would be interested in something like that. So finding that one channel where you can link up with all those students who have already been, you know, they would already be vetted by that community community service office in the sense of, hey, we know they're interested in service. So finding those points where you can link up with people like that. And also, by the way, offices like that have conferences. And so trying to figure out, you know, where those conferences, and they wouldn't be exactly like the conference of community service offices or something like that. You know, it would maybe be a civic engagement conference that a lot of them tend to be at or something like that. You know, I would try to figure out the places, you know, ask yourself, where do these, where do the leaders of those offices, where do they congregate? What are their main places? The other thing that I'd recommend, and I, I was a grad student actually myself, that's how I started this whole thing. I was studying social entrepreneurship and social change nation came about as a result of that. But lots of professors have these big research conferences. And literally, there will be thousands of professors from all over the world, and, and they're divided by uh, academic discipline. So you could have thousands of professors, and I, I studied social entrepreneurship, so I'd go to conferences that were all with professors 
who, who did social entrepreneurship. They were the leading researchers in social entrepreneurship. They'd come, thousands of them, to one place. So if you could get, you know, a booth there or somehow make a presentation, and we did. We had, there were lots of booths of different organizations and lots of different presenters. If you could get yourself some time there and, and some face time there with those professors, that would be a very quick way to link up with a lot of people that, you know, are those gatekeepers to your target audience. And so those are the two biggest things I would do. Number one, just, you know, going going back to the drawing board, so to speak, and, and you know, digging in deep to that feedback you have, focusing on that before and after transformation that students and professors experience, and then figuring out how to communicate those same language patterns in all your communication channels. So that's step one. Step two, figure out where those gatekeepers congregate. I think a big thing for you would be those research conferences. Again, thousands of professors in a specific discipline that you want to target. You know, I don't think there would be a huge barrier to entry other than getting yourself there. Uh, you know, those conferences want sponsors. We had them at the conferences I went to, as long as they were relevant to what we're doing, which you are. Uh, so those are the main two areas, you know, that I would focus on, Robin. And I'm going to leave it at that. And I'm going to, you know, as I post this podcast, of course, we'll have comments. And so as others, you know, for those of you, you, you who are tuning in <laughs> and hearing me on this, uh, if you have any additional guidance for Robin, uh, of course, we'll have the opportunity to leave that in the comments section on the podcast when we post it on the Facebook page. So thanks a lot, Robin, for your question. And I, I hope that that helped you along the way. Now, real quick, before I get to Patrick, I, there's something that I wanted to share with you all. Now, if you've been reading my emails, you, you saw an email that I sent out about this, but I, I wanna, wanna talk through this on the podcast because I think it's really important. So I, the other day I got into a bit of an, well, it wasn't just a bit, it was actually a fairly heated argument with this quote unquote successful business guy. And he was one of those real hard charging, like profit at all costs types who personally, I think guys like that, they're driving some of our most notable social and environmental problems. But that's, that's a whole conversation for another day. But this guy in that argument, he was trying to tell me that, that our movement of social entrepreneurship, social impact business, that, that this whole movement he, I mean, he literally, in, in this argument, he called it a joke. He said it's doomed to fail because we're never going to be able to manage this balancing act between making a dollar and a social difference. Now, if you've been listening to me for more than a second, you know that I think that's total hogwash. And I told him as much, but I'm going to tell you why I think that right now. I know that you don't have to put making money over your conscience. All right. In fact, and the reason that I know that is because I see that social businesses, social impact businesses, we are beating those regular old profit maximizing firms like that guy was you know, running. We're, we're beating those out at every turn. And, and it's not just me saying this. I mean, there's study after study after study in places like Forbes, Goldman Sachs, Inc. Magazine, all that kind of stuff. They, they prove things like this. You see, there are 84% of Americans out there that believe that businesses must contribute to social change. That isn't just one study. That's lots of studies in major publications. You know, other studies show that 64% of millennials, this is a big one for us, 64% of millennials, they'll switch from buying a regular brand to buying from a social entrepreneur. In other words, if you stack two equal products on the shelf, one has a social cause, the other one doesn't, millennials will go for the one with a social cause every single day of the week and twice on Sundays. And there are stats to back all of this up, y'all. And, and, and another one, 70% of millennials, they'll actually pay more. They'll pay more to do business with a social impact business than a regular one. 
And not only do we got these statistics, we got major companies like Warby Parker, Harry's Razors, Tom Shoes. I mean, these companies are mentioned in major business publications, Inc., Entrepreneur Forbes. They're all social entrepreneurs. So I really couldn't believe the nerve of that quote unquote successful business guy. I don't know how he could say that in the face of all this evidence, but the bottom line is five to 10 years, guys like him, they're going to be falling way behind and we're going to be charging ahead. And that's what I know. So why did I tell you this? Well, I told you this for two reasons. I told you this one to give you hope because if you're like me, you're getting out there and you're getting your nose bloodied every day. And there are people that are trying to tell you that social entrepreneurship and social impact business, it's just a fad or something like that. But I'm here to tell you that we are transforming business for good, for good and forever. That's what we're doing, and that's what's going on, and that's what you're a part of. So that's point one. Now, point two, though, even though we're out there fighting the good fight, I know that for a lot of us, myself included, it gets pretty tough because a lot of times you're out there trying to build this business, trying to make this dollar and this difference, and you don't know what the next step is or you don't feel like you got yourself in the right network of people who know what's going on in social entrepreneurship. You might be in a business network, and there are all these hard-charging guys that don't guys and gals, <laughs> you know, they can be hard charging too. So all these people that, that, that they get regular entrepreneurship, but not social entrepreneurship in the network you're in, or maybe you don't have mentors that understand what it means to try and have a business mission and a social mission that run in tandem, right? Maybe you're lacking those things. And I know a lot of you out there are. And so that's why we created this thing called the impact business Boot Camp here at social change nation. Now, you've probably seen an email from me about this. You know, I talk about it every few months because we just launch it a few times a year and it's open now. Now, what the Impact Business Bootcamp is, is it's a completely online program that basically addresses all of the challenges that I just mentioned to you. So we've got a network of startup social entrepreneurs that are in it and they're working through this program together, trying to grow their social impact businesses. We've got a network of mentors. Now, these are veterans that have been social entrepreneurs for three years plus. And they're in this Impact Business Bootcamp, in this virtual bootcamp. We have a private Facebook group where they're interactive and helping you answer your questions with your social impact business, figure out your next steps. You know, and then the last thing is I host a series of foundational videos that help you get to the, get the basics about, you know, not just basic business stuff, but what's different about running a social entrepreneur's business. So that's the Impact Business Bootcamp in a nutshell. And it's open now. Like I said, we only open it three times a year. And we open it for like a week at a time. So we have it open now and we're closing to signups on December 18th. Then we'll start right after the first of the year. So you'll, you'll get a start with a group of people just like you who need this mentorship, need this network, want those foundational concepts of social entrepreneurship and this unique kind of business. That's what the Impact Business Bootcamp is all about. So it's open now. We're open till December 18th. And I just wanted to share that with you on here. And also I have a little bonus for you. For anyone tuning in right now, you know, if, if you hear what I'm saying and you're like, yeah, that's it. That's something I absolutely got to do. I want you to jump over. It's pretty simple to find. It's just impactbusinessbootcamp.com. I'll put that in the show notes so you can click in and link straight up to it. But if you click into that, I want you to, when you, when you go into it and if you decide, hey, this is the fit for me, this gets me the mentorship, the network, the, the foundational stuff I need. If, if, if it's all the fit for you, then I want you to, when you, when you sign on, use the code, the coupon code podcast. And that'll save you 15%. I'll put all this in the show notes, but I just want to give you a little bonus. If you heard about it on the podcast and you jump on, I want to, I want to save you some. We're going to give you a partial scholarship to get in. You know, but have a look. Go to impactbusinessbootcamp.com, read up on it. If it's the fit for you, sign up, 
when you sign up, use that coupon code podcast, and you'll save 15%. Last thing, by the way, folks, this is the fourth round of this. We've been doing it for a long time. We've had about 50 students go through it. And we've got a lot of really good stories, you know, I'll be sharing those in email this week, but and you can look at some of those on the website. But you know, this isn't new. We've been doing it for about a year. And it's a really, really powerful program that we've really seen transform people's journeys and help take them from not knowing what their next step is to explosive growth and impact in their social impact business. And again, you can read some examples of that on uh, that page, which is impactbusinessbootcamp.com. All right. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump to our next guest. So I have Patrick and Fiona. Uh, Patrick and Fiona, why don't you guys, why don't you two start uh, unmuting yourself? Because for some reason, I'm having a little trouble. There you go. So Patrick and Fiona, you with me? Yes, we are. All right. Sounds great. Well, hey, thank you all so much. By the way, (laughs) I threw this podcast out there with pretty short notice. So kudos to all of you for jumping on. Uh, But Patrick and Fiona, I'm going to give you the floor here for a few. So go ahead and tell all of us a bit about you two and then your social impact business. Well, um, we, uh, the company for better, not worse. It's our company. We're partners. We happen to be boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, but, uh, onto the company, uh, the best way to understand it is to picture yourself and the four people closest to your heart. Now, imagine the five of you are locked in a room for a year, and each night you go to bed, you have to decide which one of you will go to bed hungry. Because the sad fact is that one in five children in America go to bed hungry. So we have a clothing company for every item we sell. We give a bag of groceries to a child in need in the U.S. Um, But what I feel that sets us apart is how we do it. We don't write checks. We physically go buy the groceries and we partner with the Boys and Girls Club and have monthly food drops where we give those bags. This allows us to interact with the children that we impact. And um, yeah, that's pretty much us in a nutshell. Awesome. And so let's go ahead and... and I forgot to unmute myself. Yes, I'm there. (laughs) I did not unmute myself. All right. I was moving some papers around, so I want to make sure I didn't pick that up, and then it backfired on me. Cool. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. So let's go ahead and jump right in, and let's talk about the the big challenge that you're facing right now. Yeah, so, you know, for us, it's it's about how, how do we stand out among, you know, all the other brands that give back. You know, there's a lot of give back brands, which we love, and, you know, and this is why, and Actually, Josh, you know, I, I'm just now discovering you. Fiona's been following you, and she's the one that deals with this side of the company, and she's the one that lined this up for us. Um, so I'm glad that I got to meet you because listening to you tonight is, um, it's you know, I agree with everything you say and how we can change the world with social entrepreneurship. So um, kudos to you and what you're doing. Um, but we... Um, where were we going with that? <laughs> so our struggle. As... Oh, yeah, our struggle, yes. <laughs> Get back Sorry. to the question. Get back to the question. <laughs> Thanks, Fiona, for keeping him on track. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, poking him with a stick on the yeah, side. It's, it's, it's how, we, how we stand out because as is, is much as, is, just like you say, like I think that competition um, breeds, you know, greatness and innovation. And, you know, I feel... When I, when I created this company, I didn't want us to write checks because there's a lot of companies that use the give back model as just a marketing thing. And, 
And if you do that and it impacts people, great. But if if I were to give 10% of my proceeds, I I I haven't had proceeds yet. And that's why I think it's important to, you know, to to express the difference in every item we sell, we give a bag, regardless if we make money on that item or not. And, and our struggle is how do we differentiate ourselves? Because everybody likes to group giving back. It's like, oh, you give back. It's like, yes, but how do we give back? Right. That's what I think dif- uh, differentiates us. And I think that's what we struggle with is how to do that without, you know, sounding like we're calling out other brands, you know? Got it. Even what's differentiating us. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I have a few questions for you and then some thoughts. So how, how long, Fiona and Patrick, how long have you been doing this? So I've been in the industry for um, over a decade. I left my last company uh, just over three years ago and launched to start this one. I didn't know it was going to be this, but it became to be this. So I launched this company uh, a little over two years ago. And um, Fiona, she was the the breadwinner of the house, the one, you know, keeping the lights on, had the job. (laughs) Got it. july of this year she joined full-time so and when you say in the industry patrick you clothing industry is that what we're talking or different yes okay okay cool so so you basically three years and then you know recently you both came on full-time so that helps me so in terms of drive talk to me about what's going on now how are you and in a nutshell how are you primarily driving traffic to the site and what specifically do you find is drawing people to you? In other words, what is what is causing people to buy and get involved with your movement? So the uh, you know, 90, 95% of our business is B2B. And that's where we want that, you know, we want we want to we want our uh, B2C to increase. Okay. So right now, you know, what we're doing is just you know, we're trying to document as much as the gift back so people can see their purchases in action and trying to really show that, you know, when we're a company that when we give back, we really get back and we interact with the children and that, you know, so Fiona's want to tell you more on the technical side, what she feels is drawn more traffic to us. Yeah. So I, I came on board about five months ago now and my background's in digital marketing. Okay. So I came on board. I, really wanted to beef up our digital content on the website and on our social media accounts. So primarily I focus on the food drop content. So we take photos and videos and post that as much as possible. Our newsletter is very heavy. Um, Our mission give back focus. And so one of the things that we've been discussing about in the past two weeks is like, we're kind of losing our identity as a fashion company because that's what we do. We sell clothes. Um, but we, we are so focused on our mission and letting people know us and when they think of our name to think of our give back program. Um, we see the importance of that and we don't want to lose it. But at the same time, like, um, I don't think that it's really working out for us yet because people just don't get it. I think they're still bundling us with the, oh, they, they give a portion of proceeds. I still hear that even yeah. though we push all this content about us actually shopping and doing this food drop. So mm-hmm. it's like, what more can we do on uh, beyond our social media content and our website content um, to really like pound that into people's heads? Okay. Got it. 
So, okay, I think I think I have. Uh, I, I'm just reading through my notes here, real quick. Well, let me just ask you this, Fiona. What? So, so it sounds like it's a it's very content driven in terms of getting traffic to the website. Is there anything else I should be aware of in terms of how you're driving traffic to the website right now? We have a zero nothing burger budget for yeah. advertising. <laughs> we, so. I'm I'm gonna quote that a nothing burger budget. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's nothing, and that's and that's where I come and say like we need to try to be creative because we're, you know, we're, I, I tell Fiona every month that's her marketing budget is us doing our food drops mm -hmm. because that's what it is. I wish we had more, but we're still young. You know, we're not paying ourselves. I haven't received a check in over three years. Like we are living bootstrapping and, and trying to do it because I see the long-term benefit of what we're doing. And yeah. I think we can scale this to where we're literally impacting thousands and thousands of children every week and making money doing it and, and growing a company and showing other companies and other entrepreneurs that they can be creative with their business model and impact in, in how many ever ways. Like we sell shirts and give groceries, you know, like you can do whatever you want and just find a way. And if every company in the world did some kind of give back, this would be an amazing world to live in. Yeah. Is, yeah. Right. To totally agreed. I mean, that's that's what has to happen here is this has to shift the course of the way business is done forever. Yeah. So what then? OK, so so cool. Noted on the marketing budget. Um, just have my question <laughs> and then I lost it. Oh, so let's talk about setting the, the cause aside for now. Let's talk about the product. What mm -hmm. when people buy your product, what do they love about it? What do they love about the clothes they buy? What makes you unique in that front? You know, it's, I, I look at product, like all products should be good, right? We, we have a business. I've been in the industry for a while. So our product's great. It's manufactured in a very ethical way. Um, but when it, when it comes to it, we sell graphics and I, and this is where we, you know, we battle in, internally in the company because I downplay the fashion side of it, even though I know it's important. I, I do know it's important, but I feel it's more about telling the story about what we're doing because anybody can create a great graphic. Anybody can create a great shirt, but it's what we're doing on the give back that sets us apart. Got it. So, but I would say it's our graphics. Yeah. Um, our graphics really, I feel, are very, you know, we're really working on them to really hit home to the our customer. And we're trying to really identify our customer. We've got her persona and we won't come out with a graphic now unless it hits two of the three personas that we feel is our the meat of our customer. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I like that. And I'm going to go ahead and, and leap off that, but just real quick before, and and not to be rude, but I, I do mute you all just because I'll just to keep us on time, and then I'll open this up to the audience and share my feedback as well. But just real quick, it's fbnw.us, and we'll put that in the show notes. But that is right. That is where you'd want people to go, right? Correct. FBNW. Cool. Well, I'll pop that in the show notes. But yeah, thank you both for that question. I think you you have touched on such an important issue. And let me give a quick caveat before I start talking, because I'm, I'm going to give you some tough love. Uh, I have been known sometimes in my advice and my coaching to be something of, as my mentor says, a, a brutal bastard. <laughs> but know that it's, it's from a heart of love and I'm trying to help. So, so please take everything I say from that standpoint, because I am going to give, give some tough love on this one. So let's just go ahead and, and pick up, you know, right where we left off. That, that last part that you were talking about, Patrick, where you, you have those personas 
zeroed in on. I, I really, really like that because really the focus of the advice I'm going to give you uh, comes from a, a mentor of mine and someone who's been a mentor in a lot of our programs. His name's Tyler Merrick, and he runs a company called Project 7. And one of the things he always he told me when I was first starting out that has always stuck with me, he said, you know, Josh, you have got to make your product the star of the show. Your cause is your supporting actor. Make your product the star of the show. Make your cause the supporting actor. And it's always stuck with me because Project 7 are a hugely successful company. They give a ton. They have a huge partnership with 7up. You know, they're amazing. But, but the thing that transformed it for them was when they really started focusing on putting out a kick-ass product and focusing the bulk of their messaging on that. And I know that might sound kind of counterintuitive for us as social entrepreneurs. And I know a lot of us, we might wish it were different. I mean, sometimes I do too, but that's the reality. And I have seen that time and time and time again. You have to have a product or service that is just, you know, that, that, that is better than your competition and that you tell a better story than them. You know, Patrick, when I asked you about your product, you first said it was good, but then you kind of started talking about how it was great. It's got to be great, man. It's got to be amazing. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, if we're talking technicalities, it's really only got to be 10% better than your competition, but you've got to lead with that. And you've got to tell the story of that and, and, and how your product is, is awesome um, and how it fills a particular niche. I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, so there are, there are a few clothing companies out there right now that, you know, not only do they really sell the benefits of their product itself, but they also talk about, you know, that, that ethical side that it's produced in an ethical way. And that's part of their story. Um, and that's unique. And that, that's a differentiator from a product standpoint. And so that's what I, I would, and Fiona, you, I think you kind of started to say that and kind of, kind of talk along those lines and that's good. So I think you guys need to take a step or two back and think about how do we communicate the story about what's amazing about our product? What sets us apart there? And if you don't feel like there is something, then frankly, got to get back to the drawing board a little bit on that. And we got to find something that is unique and that is a differentiator about the product. Now, here's the thing though. I'm not saying that your cause, that your social impact becomes any less. I'm not saying that it takes a back seat. I'm saying that by leading the way with your product, you are able to serve that cause that much better, that much more effectively, that much more sustainably, right? We as social entrepreneurs owe it to everybody that we're going to serve to have a product or service that kicks ass. We got to enter this marketplace and crush it just like any other business, first and foremost, we got to be able to communicate the value that we add to the marketplace. And when we do that right, and we really grow our audience, and we really start making sales, and that's all the more impact that we're able to make. And we still communicate about that. That's still a central part of our brand. That's what makes us different. So I'm not saying you can't share that story. I'm just saying, like Tyler told me, <laughs> make that product or service the star of the show. Make your cause a supporting actor. Another way you put it that I thought was kind of funny was, you know, your product's the first date for people. Your cause is the second date. So you got to win them over with the first date, but then you, you know, you really make them a long-term part of your movement with the second date, hopefully. <laughs> so I was kind of like that, but that's the way that I would think about that. Uh, the second thing I want to address for you too, Fiona and Patrick is, you know, this marketing on a shoestring, like what did you say? The nothing burger budget. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've all been there. A lot of us are there. I mean, I'm, I'm still there at certain times in my own business, right? Like, so I think one thing that would, would definitely be powerful for you all, it sounds like you're doing some content marketing, telling some stories, finding some ways to get those into some new channels. I mean, 
mean, you've done a good thing here. You know, first of all, I wanted to help you and I'm glad to be able to answer your question, but also you're getting some exposure on this podcast. So I would take that as, as a message and, and go out and find some other podcasts to get featured on, find some other places where you can share this story, some other blogs where you can get featured in, you know, reach out to me on email. I, I have some, some blogs I could connect you with where we could talk about sharing your story on there, you know, get that content marketing going, get that kind of free publicity. And that can be a really good way to get you that initial push. But long run, I'm just going to be honest, I don't want to sugarcoat this for people. I think gone are the days when you can do all your marketing through free marketing or content marketing or influencer marketing. There are still lots of quote unquote gurus out there who will tell you you can do that, but I don't believe that. I've been at this for about four years and I've seen a lot. I don't believe that. I think that that's, that's good. You should do that. You should do a lot of that influencer and content marketing, but it's, it's hit or miss and it's a lot of freaking work. So as you start getting some sales, Dedicate a small percentage of that. I don't care if it's 20 bucks, 50 bucks a month. Dedicate a small percentage of that and start doing some paid ads on Facebook. You know, Instagram would probably be really good for you all. Start growing your audience that way. Even if you're just trying to get likes to photos, just kind of detest the waters and learn who your audience is. Because the thing about that is learning that system as fast as you can. The good thing about paid ads, as much as it kind of sucks sometimes, is that you can develop a regular system for bringing people into your community of customers take some time to do that. You got to have a lot of learnings, but you can develop a regular system that is not this ebb and flow of content marketing. You know, one month you get published in three places, the other month you get nothing and you put a ton of work in for both months, you know. So having that consistent things that are repeatable and automatable in your marketing, that's really important. Also, by the way, being in the habit of just devoting a percentage of whatever comes in towards marketing, however small, just developing that habit early, that's really important. Um, so in some, Leading with a product and following and following with your cause, following with your social impact is a way to go. I've seen that time and time and time again. So think about ways you can do that. That's number one. And then number two on the marketing side, you know, digging more into that content and influencer marketing. What are the free ways we can find to market? And then thinking about as quickly as we can, as quickly as we start bringing in some, some sales and having some, some margin, you know, let's devote a few bucks to some paid marketing so we can kind of start thinking about those systems. So that would be my advice for you, Patrick and Fiona. So again, thanks for coming on and, and asking that question. And again, this isn't just me. This is a community. So this podcast will get published and I'd love for you tuning in to jump on. It'll be a Facebook post. Jump on, comment, add the comments that you'd like, you know, and, and the thoughts that you have for Robin and Fiona and Patrick. So to all three of you, thanks again for joining in and hang out on the Hangout after I end the podcast because we'll, we'll chat for a few seconds if you'd like. But And then for you tuning in, uh, just a quick reminder, it's Impact Business Boot Camp is what I talked about in the middle of the episode. And the code that you would want to use for that 15% discount is podcast. Um, on that landing page, you can learn all about it. You know, Check about our mentors, our network, all of that kind of thing. See if it's a fit for you. So that's where we're at with that. I'll put all of that in the show notes. Great tuning in with all of you. Thanks again for being here and Change Nation. Keep it real out there and we'll talk again real soon. Take care, folks. Like